Welcome to the Stinger Podcast. This is not my real speaking voice. I'm what the? <laughs> Why does it do that? We have a live band here who does it, and they kept playing. Sorry about that. Um, Every time they play, they get another royalty. Yeah, exactly. That is a terrible expense for the podcast. We'd make money if it weren't for that. We really so, need yeah, to renegotiate this... that contract. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 5000 a show? You're not even that good. Uh, I could get fantastic. I could get Billy Joel for that. Um so yeah, Stinger podcast. <laughs> oh man. He better play Vienna or I'm leaving. You're moving out. Yeah, yeah. You just named two. That we just named two of the four Billy Joel songs I like. You got two to go. <laughs> this podcast well, is could, off the could rail. Be fun, you know. Guessing what what the other two. Okay, um, we'll do it. We'll do it at the end because we've already had a train wreck of an intro. But okay. they're always a train one, wreck. one of my guesses is the stranger. Nope, that song's uh. got stupid, stupid lyrics. <laughs> Seriously, listen to the lyrics; they're terrible. Um, yeah, this is the number one podcast of golf. You wouldn't know it from the first minute and a half, but it is. I'm Chuck Stevenson, uh, world's foremost golf expert in my house. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Mark Puste. I'm also the foremost expert in in my house as well. Yeah. Also, former Division One golfer, so he actually has cred. That's right. That's right. It's, D1. it's the gleamiest. Yeah, it's the gleamiest of gleam weeks this week. Yeah, or I guess not technically this week. These next two weeks, right? We got we got a lot to talk about, though. I mean, we just had the Tour Championship, the Solheim Cup, Ryder Cups coming up. Um, BMW Championships going on right now. Uh, in, Which is a in sneaky good event. A little continent called Europe. It's a great event. There's actually several top 100 players in this event, unlike every other Euro Tour event. Which is sad, but true. And as of the recording, the barn rat went low. You see that? Yeah, that's the guy I always think that... I, I thought he was going to break out, and he, he's had a terrible year. So I was happy to see that. Um, yeah. On the other hand, Victor yeah. Dibby signed. We're all happy to see it. That was tough because I. <laughs> is he going to be there tomorrow? You think? You think he shows up? <sighs> when too Are many there? classes of Bordeaux. Good lord! <laughs> this is. I hate to say, it, this is the greatest three and a half minutes of broadcast. In broadcast history. I don't even know how to say it right. Um, all righty. <laughs> Let's just get to it before we just drill ourselves into a hole that we can't get out of, if we haven't done that already. Um, and then, Mark, when I dress you, you have to answer back. Just saying. Okay. Are you, are you, you not hearing down. me? I don't think you're hearing me. I, no, I hear. I heard you. Oh, it was before okay. I, I think I didn't hear you for a sec. But I think you were drinking something. 
No, I was responding about the Dubuisson thing. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Well, apparently Zen Zencaster didn't care and didn't didn't want me to hear it. So um that's all right. So the tour championship, end of the FedEx Club FedEx Cup playoffs, <laughs> he said correctly. Um I gotta say, Mark, I'm as down on the playoffs as I've ever been. And we had a couple good match play duels the last couple weeks, but Man, I, I gotta say, I mean, if East Lake is your best course out of the three, oof, oof. So, what made you down on this event on the play? Oh, well, are you are you down about the playoffs or about this event? Everything. Okay, I'm not. Uh, I actually feel like now the staggered scoring it doesn't work statistically. Like I feel it gives. I mean, one or two strokes in golf, as you know, is huge especially when you're at this level. You know what I mean? It's like in baseball, you know, when you get to the playoffs, that's when the relievers really matter because the talent is so bunched together. I mean, if you're playing the Orioles, who cares about your bullpen? But so I don't like the fact that it was all bunched up like that. And if someone really broke through and had a good tournament, I mean, Kevin Na was amazing this week. He had no chance to win. He was incredible. Uh, and he wasn't even contending. So I, I felt like the staggering actually, it's supposed to help the fans. I, I actually think it makes it less exciting because it, it, it was it was a match play duel out of more statistical luck than just two guys that smoked everyone. And they played great, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, believe me, I, watching Cantley versus Rom is cool. I'm not going to deny that, but... And I, you know, and the other two tracks were terrible. So yeah, I thought it was, I don't know. If you like it though, I don't care. I won't judge you. Well, I don't know that I like it. Um, there you I, go. I think I, I can't recall if it was on an episode or not, or if it was off air, so to speak, when we were discussing mm-hmm. what yeah. a true playoff would be. And right, you know, this isn't a true playoff. Uh, right. you know, with the staggered start and all, I, I did find it interesting that this year was the year of the backlash against it because, mm-hmm. you know, for several years, we heard about how ridiculous it was that, you know, you get to East Lake and then, you know, somebody who played great all year, somehow the points don't matter and yada, yada, yada. And, um, and then for some reason, everybody freaked out about 2018 with Tiger mm-hmm. winning, but somehow they had they had issues with Justin Rose winning the FedEx Cup in front of him. Um, right, right. Which I, I was never quite sure why that bothered people. But It didn't bother me at all. I thought that was great because Tiger gets the win and Justin gets the the, 50, the 10 mil at the time. I, I mean, like I don't I don't care if nobody remembers that Tiger didn't win the FedEx Cup. I mean, I don't care, right? Yeah. Like it's, you know, so I mean... I don't know. This whole thing is contrived anyway. So yeah. what's another contrived thing on top of it, I guess? I The one thing I, I can say is I appreciate the bold idea. I like bold ideas, even if necessarily they don't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like trying something different because, you know, it's... You know, I think I think it's good for the game in general to try bold things. I I don't know if this staggered start is really 
the right idea necessarily, but you know, um, I, I, for some reason, John Rahm has become a cause celeb for a certain subset, we'll say, yeah, uh, of, of of golf media, which is interesting because I, I have a feeling that if John Rahm sat down with a lot of those supporters, they mm-hmm. would not see eye to eye on a lot of things. Interesting, uh, but he became the, you know, he became the poster boy because I saw somebody put online that I guess technically there were three events that that he was I don't know leading at the end of his final round but he didn't win any of them or something right. like that right and it's really frustrating people I I don't know I I'm not quite as worked up about it um I thought Cantley deserved to win I mean I I I had no problem with that I mean, the guys that... The, he had the to play that, well to win, even with yeah. the staggered start, right? Yep. Yeah. So I don't understand that at all. I... Yeah. I, is it the golf media or just dumb golf fans that's the worst part? I think, I, from what I'm seeing, it's a bit of a mix of both. Yeah. Yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I can't get upset... I can't get upset about who wins this thing because it's so contrived. Right. Yeah. So it's, I, you know, and to me, you know, a good player won. So I'm, I, I'm fine with that. Like it's not who won. It's that you've got two tracks to start it that are terrible. So you got to get rid of those. And I would go back to, and at first I like the staggered start, but I actually go back to what they had in 2018, do a real tournament and, People know where they're ranked. It's not. I, I just think it's stupid. They, they, it's they just want that fifteen million dollar putt. I get it, but you have that anyway. Well, they, you know, they want increased viewership for these three events, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the the biggest thing is that they want to make sure that the latter two events actually have some names because if it's a true playoff, there's no guarantee that right. the top. 10 players in the world are going to make it to the next round. Well, this uh, year's WGC match play <laughs> showed you that. Right. That was, like, well, was a bloodbath. No, I'm actually fine. I'm actually, I'm actually, if anything, I'd favor the guys who had the good year. I'd make the playoff stuff a little less playoffy. I mean, because I agree with that. I don't want to yeah. see, I don't want to see a tour championship without Justin Thomas. That's stupid. Well, I guess if you know if you want a fifteen thousand dollar first prize, why don't you just have or a million thousand dollar? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, fifteen million. Uh, if you want a fifteen million dollar first prize, why don't you just have a fifteen million dollar first prize? I don't right. see why it's got to have this big ramp up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, trust me, the players will the players will care about an event that's got a fifteen million dollar first prize. Yeah. No, I know. I agree with you. I mean, it reminds me of the old Sun City Million Dollar Challenge. Do you remember? Any, do you remember this at all? This would have been. Let's see. It would have run through the '80s and maybe early '90s, uh, early to mid '90s. So, in Sun City, South Africa, they yeah. had an event that the winner would get a million dollars. And at I the time, that. yeah, at the time, winners' purses were like two hundred thousand dollars, right? 
So this yeah. was a massive amount. And it would get, you know, an incredible feel because everybody wanted to come try to win a million. <laughs> Boy, that's a good reflection on 80s golfers. Come for the million, <laughs> stay for the apartheid. <laughs> oh, my God. I do remember that event. And I remember even at my young age, I was like, I would look askance at someone who actually played that event because you, you really had to be a piece of crap. But if, it's golfers, though. They they play in Saudi Arabia, so what do they care? Um, yeah, I, yeah, that that's actually a pretty good idea. I could get behind that. It's just the I first mean, two. The first two events were crap. I mean, the Bryson Cantlay finish was great, but you can't rely on that every time. That was just a fluke. Good versus evil, and I just don't know how much of the tour championship actually matters. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, it feels like trying to create a history for a tournament that never really had it. And, you know, that, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess we had to do it when FedEx gave all the money it did. Right. Create something. But, you know, it, it just seems like they've been trying to buck up the tour championship forever as if that's the Super Bowl of golf. Yeah, it's not. Right. I mean, I, look, if you want to treat it, if you want to treat it as something significant, you're going to have to you're going to have to consider it a major. Right. Right. That's right. how you treat it as something significant. I mean, otherwise, yeah. I don't know that, you know, I don't know that there's a lot of casual golf fans who are even interested in the FedEx Cup playoffs. I don't even think they know what it is. Let's face it. Saturday and Sunday, when you're going back and forth between this and the Solheim Cup, the Solheim Cup felt more like a exciting tense tournament between the two i it wasn't for every for every minute of the tour championship i watched i probably yeah. watched an hour and a half of the solheim cup yeah it was it was eight thousand times better it was do you want to just talk about it do you want to just go into solheim cup then sure why not i don't care yeah let's do it that wasn't the plan I mean, congratulations but... patrick cantley you know i like that idea because i i just I just couldn't get it. I, I have notes on the tournament. This one's like, well, what notes? Do you, let, well, let's cover those notes. I mean, what 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 is it you'd like to hit about the tour okay. championship? Okay, here's the the one we, we hit most of it, which is I hate the format, and I was kind of bored half the time. Uh, I'll just hit real th uh, real good thing uh, uh, good things. Kevin Na was awesome. He actually gained six spots in the official world golf ranking because they actually do the scores without the stagger. So he actually tied for first in terms of and, scores with Rom, and he uh, he fought the old man's fight uh, this week, right? He was what mm. the shortest hitter statistically in the field. Yep, um, and yet uh, he, I mean, I guess technically he would have. Did he? Did he ultimately uh, tie for first in the shadow yep. secret tournament? Okay, yep. yeah, with yeah. Rom, yeah. Yeah, actually, if you go on the uh, official World Golf Ranking site, they, he's listed as one, so T1. I appreciate so, that they did that, at least. Oh, yeah. Well, that that's... I'm okay with that. Yeah. Oh, no, that's great. That's why I checked that site way too much, because I freaking love it. Um, I thought JT played real well. I think if he doesn't bogey three and four, he, he might have been able to make a run at the end. Um, he and played then, with Reckless and Bannon this week. Yeah, he was fun to watch. It was one of the few fun things to watch. Oh, uh, last note was okay. I guess we'll hit this in the Ryder Cup, but like Morikawa was terrible. 
He's been bad. He's I, been. I was wondering. Bad. Over the last week and a half, I was wondering when the right time to talk about this was. Yeah, I think we're there. Holy Does this mackerel. concern you? It doesn't concern me long term, but it clearly takes him a while to get out of the funks. That's my thing. And, you know, if he's playing like this, the first foursome, like on on with the Ryder Cup, they got to bail on him because when he gets out, he's amazing. It's just that he's Wolf's like this, too, but he doesn't have the peaks of of, of um, Morikawa. It's just when, he, when he's down, he he stakes. It's it's not like and when he's good, he's the best golfer in the world. So consistency with this guy. I mean, see, here's the funny thing about Morikawa, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, cause I think I remember we had a similar conversation right before the WGC, right? I think it was the, the concession. Um, and we were talking about how, for how consistent he is, mm-hmm. he feels very inconsistent. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and how we were talking about going into that event. We had no idea where he'd be. Yeah. And then he goes out and wins. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I'm worried necessarily about him for the Ryder Cup. Okay. Uh, I think there might be some question about motivation, which we talked yeah. about before. Yes. Um, I don't think he was particularly motivated by the FedEx Cup. And I no. can't blame him. I don't <laughs> I can't really blame him. Uh yeah. You know, I, I I would be, I think, however, this is just a guess that the atmosphere of the Ryder Cup will give him a shot in the arm. Yeah. That might be more optimistic, like a hoping sort of guess, but I do think that that is the most likely outcome here. Okay. I hope you're right. I like him. Yeah. My final take on the tour champion of the FedEx Cup playoffs is it's here to stay. It's never going to be a format they're going to get right. I'll just wait for the good moments and just not take it too seriously. I mean, it is what it is. I guess I just don't totally understand what what they're trying to do. Yeah. I know at the macro level what they're trying to do. Right. But at the micro level, I, I, I it feels rudderless. I mean, it feels like they're going from course to course, event to event just sort of coming up with year by year contracts that you know, yeah. basically for just on the East coast, right. um, you know, and courses that I guess they don't normally go to, I don't know, but then they went to TPC Boston, which was a mm-hmm. regular tour stop for a while. And right. You know, so it just, it, I, I, I just sort of feel like we need to ha- to sit down and have a, philosophical conversation about what the tour championship, what we want it to be. Yeah. Because right now it's just, it's, it it isn't really anything other than money. And I guess that's professional golf in a lot of ways, but I mean, okay. But I I just, we spent so much time talking about it throughout the year. Right. Yeah. I mean, every event we're talking about, oh, it's X right. number of FedEx Cup points and the race to the FedEx Cup and all this sort of stuff. 
and then you get here and it's just sort of three weeks of, Ugh. you know, like, a, yeah, like, a, you know, wet. I don't, you know, I mean, three weeks of just blah. Yeah, I mean, just, it's just nothing. I mean, I it's not even at great courses, right? I no, you know, you're building it's, up it's, to something here, right? It's two of the five worst courses of the year. I mean, Liberty National stinks. It's not a good PGA course. Okay, it's not. I don't care how many eight thousand shots they show me in Manhattan, the Statue of Liberty. I've seen it. I've seen it. I want to see a real freaking golf course, you bozos. It's it's a playoffs, but oh, he won with a minus ninety two. Oh, jeez. I mean, you this to- is sort of something that sort of strikes me is that you know, take a course like Marion, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I may, you know, I say this, but I I don't know the Marion membership. Okay. Okay. But um. I mean, do we have to see Marion once every 15 years? Right. You know, could, I mean, why couldn't we, let's say, you know, have a, a you know, a playoff with Marion for one of them. And yeah. If you, if you, I agree. you know, or, you know, if you go to Beth page, I don't care. Like seriously um, congressional, right. I, you know, I'm not going to yeah. dream. I'm not going to dream the great dream of Pine Valley, but right. you know, the. You know, I mean, why can't we? If we're going to try to make this into a thing, then let's treat it like a thing. Exactly. Right now, we're just sort of treating it like an everyday tour stop, and I don't get that. I mean, let's face it; these courses, it's like the freaking West Coast swing. I mean, it's a joke. They're, it's like the old Bob Hope. Yeah, it's it's. Two Bob Hopes and just a regular old tour stop, the Valero, Texas, or something. It's just junk. Let's talk about the Solheim Cup. I'm just getting annoyed. <laughs> Which was that a real course, by the way? See, that's the other thing. Is you know, it was either East Lake or I can cut and see Inverness. Major worthy. Yeah. Which what by the way, we need to be going back there more often. My goodness. That course is awesome. That was the perfect course for that. Yeah, it really um, was. Um, so, bit of an upset. Uh, Europeans win fifteen to thirteen. Uh, got an early lead and just really hung on the whole time. Um, although the last day didn't feel as close as fifteen to thirteen because actually it was an early clinch. Americans got three points at the end, basically. Uh, but I have a different. I have a slightly different view on that, as you probably know. Yeah, but. I know because the one point you thought they had a shot, but I think mathematically they had a real shot. No, not a real shot. I think they had a shot. I think your math. Think of it this way, okay? Um, uh, Who was it um, that missed the putt on eighteen? Right before, right before Salas missed her putt on seventeen. Ernst, Ernst Ernst missed the putt on eighteen. Okay, if Ernst gets that. Okay, that's right. a half point uh, yep. in the United States' favor, right? And a half point away from Europe, no. right? Right, it is. Yeah, right. But the, but Europe, right. we they needed one and a half more points. Right. No, no, I understand. I understand. Okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, because 
this bothered me, okay, because a lot of people online were calling this a landslide, and it wasn't, okay? No, and what it is, uh, no, oh, but, but what frustrates oh. me is it's, no, it's the problem with team competitions in so mm-hmm. the social media age is that the narrative is established on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Whatever the scores were after the first couple of sessions, that's mm-hmm. the narrative. Right. Okay. Even though there's two more days of competition, right. it doesn't matter because the narrative has already been established. It doesn't matter that at the end of the day, okay, if Ernst puts that puts that putt in, okay, it's 14 all. Okay. And then, okay, you've got you then at that moment, okay, you would have had Solace putting to win 17 with the potential of winning 18. Okay. And and that, at that point you're one hole away from flipping everything. And so yes, it was absolutely that close. Cuz those two putts go in, okay? Then Salas is one one hole away from giving the United States the unquestioned advantage going in for the rest of the day. Yeah, but then if Ernst hits the putt and Salas hits the putt, that only adds a half a point each to their scores. So right, but, right, right but, but it also takes a half a point away from right. Europe. But then it's fourteen, fourteen, and Europe still retains. So then you need one more. No, so, no, no, see, no, no, no. Wait, 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 no, no. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. See, but but they still hold the advantage going going through, right? So then you get to Daniel Kang, who pushes it to eighteen at the end. See, this is see, this is the thing. It was a whole lot closer than. A lot of people cared to believe. They just believed that they never really had a chance. No, I and said it, it seemed like they didn't have a chance because they clinched so early, but it was close because they were. There's a lot of closing points late. The U.S. points came in late, as they say, like in an election, the votes came in late. So yeah, I thought there's an opportunity. I just think when you need three different things to, I mean, it's just probability. See, it's, it's always like that, though. See, see, this is the thing. I, th- I, th- I think we forget what these team competitions are like. They're always like this. No, right? I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that I, I thought it was a shot. I didn't think it was a, a good shot. I think they, I saw the path. I just didn't. Th- I just, I thought statistically, you, you, if you need everything, if you need three things to break your way, that's a one in eight chance. But it, 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 I, I would agree with you if it weren't something as simple as, like this putt goes in and this putt goes right. in and they're both 10 footers. Like right. that's really close then. Okay. Yeah. And when you have a, a, a competition that I believe half of the, half of the matches went to 18 yeah. and you want to call that a landslide? Come on. Well, who's calling, seriously, who's calling it a landslide? Oh, it, that's, our- that's, that's the narrative. That's the narrative. I go online. Really? That's an absolutely. That's the narrative. But that's the that's being pushed was that was that the United States got smoked. Well, it's fifteen thirteen. That's uh, let me use well, my not math. Only that, but like all of the ha- literally half the matches went to eighteen. Right. So how can you have an event that was totally uneven if literal if uh, we've never seen that never happens in any sort of team yeah. competition that half the matches go to eighteen. Well, actually, you're lucky a- if a quarter of them get there. I, I have a note that says it was closer than people think because the clinch was so early. That that's so that's my thought. I think it was closer than people think because people just thought that it was a landslide the whole time. Yeah, but I 
Yeah, I, I know. It's just because people are terrible at math. They weren't seeing that a lot of the late matches were going the United States way. And they, they I think can't. They just didn't care. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, they put outsized. They put outsized importance on um, on Lexi's match to open up. Um, yes, I will say though know, they acted like somehow that would turn everything. Uh-huh. And the fact that she didn't win somehow meant that they, which is ridiculous, because there's eleven more, <laughs> there's eleven more matches after that. I mean, look, is it nice to get that first point on? Sure, but I think we really overthink a lot of the psychology that actually. On single Sunday, I thought that was fine. It's just that was two really good players dealing it out. It was a really good match, and it's almost about what it should have been. I didn't, you know, they they battled out to get a half a point. They both played really well, and uh, they're two great players, and it was fun. I I love that match. I thought that was the it was I'd a fantastic other, match. Yes, that was a great. I mean, you know, I mean, it it, it was it was fantastic. You know the Salas match was unbelievable too. Was she? I, I'm a huge. I'm. I thought I couldn't be a bigger fan. Love, <laughs> love Salas. I, I most of the most of the uh, I'll say new golf media went mm-hmm. in the opposite direction on you on Salas. Are you kidding? Are you freaking they kidding? Me? They hated uh, Salas. She won two and a half points in the foursomes, and oh, uh, I swear to God. Yeah, I have some theories on. Oh, why didn't they like Lissette Salas? I have some theories. Golf media. Oh my god! They said it was because she was too slow. I swear. I, I, I'll be honest. I've never really understood why, like the Scarlet Letter in golf is, yeah, being considered a slow player. But I mean, whatever. If you're watching it on TV, you're watching other shots. I mean, come on. Like they'll they'll switch you to something else. I don't understand why it bothers you. I understand why it bothers other players. That I get. You watching TV? I, why do I care? <laughs> why do I care that that these take that she's taking more time than than normal? I, that just doesn't matter. It just I don't get it. Well, um, it's good to see that people have found new ways to hide their racism. Anyway, geez, oh man, you got to be kidding me. Uh, that's really, God, do I, I hate golf meeting. No, I thought this was going to cheer me up. No, I'm angry. <laughs> I will got- say there was about a 25 minute period there, right? Which Ernst was, um, pushing, uh, her match to 18 and potentially yeah. winning in which Salas was coming back and Brit- Brittany Altamar. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The comeback she had on Sunday was incredible. Did you, I mean, yeah, she, so. she drained. I mean, how many putts have she drained that one from like 75 feet? Um, her back, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, she single handedly kept them in that yeah. event, yeah. She had her back nine was as good as anyone not named Leona McGuire that weekend. So it's a it's you know, it was fantastic and also a shame that it had to be McGuire and Cup Chow. right. Um, I mean, that kind of felt like a Zinger or Seve sort of match, to be frank with you. Yes. Um, I mean, with a little bit less animosity, if only because they they know each other from college. Right. But they're very competitive, both of them. I actually, this isn't my, this isn't the take of the new golf media, which apparently 
as a certain type they like or whatever. Uh, but I actually, or, or these other people thought it was a landslide. I thought it was, a t- I almost look at it was, it was basically a tie, but they had the MVP. That's all, you know, it was Leona McGuire. Yeah. Everything else was even, and they, you know how it is, Fleetwood, Molinari, yeah. and the last Ryder yeah. Cup. I mean, I almost look at it that way. It's like, I thought I was completely even playing, and they had the player that went bat bleep all over the weekend. You know, when I'm, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm, tr- I'm trying to formulate a theory while you're talking here, um, because there's always one match, it feels yeah. like, on Sunday singles that mm-hmm. pits two of the most either most competitive or the highest profile or somebody that the team that's behind needs to come through. Right. Yep. And it feels, it feels like that was the one for the Solheim cup. It feels like in 2018 in Paris, it was tiger and Rom. Right. And then in 2016, it was Reed and Rory. Right. And if, the team that's behind, if you know, if 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 their if their player doesn't come through, mm-hmm. it feels like they, you know, the and and it's somebody who's got like a bit of emotional leader quality to them. Yes, um, and if they don't come through, that sort of you know um, dictates the energy of the day, for lack of a yeah. phrase, I guess. But. Yeah, at least for at least for those three competitions, it felt felt like that. But I mean, look, I, you want to talk about close competitions? I mean, I between that and then the last Solheim Cup, that if I mean, if you recall, there were probably what five total holes left to play among all the matches on the course. That was and the all cr- the United States needed was to win one of those holes. It was cra- it, that was the craziest. That that was that might have been the most incredible match play finish. Everything had to every every yes. little thing had to break for Europe, and it did. Yep. Um. Yeah. Well, can I can I just bring up one thing that I don't know if you poo pooed it or whatever? As I told you, I saw the British Open, and the European women played great in that freaking tournament, and it was the yeah. same ones that kicked ass in that tournament, kicked ass in this tournament, and um. The other thing too is that like I think the only really the only woman that just didn't play well for the Euros all week was Popoff, which I was a little surprised about. I mean, she wasn't even yeah. terrible. She wasn't even Terry terrible. Hall wasn't wasn't great either, although she did That's win true. her sing- singles, I think. That's yeah. true. But I mean, I think we're talking about Mel Reed was their twelfth person. She got two and a half points this this week. I mean, it was um but <laughs> But I want to bring up someone. Um, okay, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up. I, I got I got so many things to talk about this. Where do you see now? Leon McGuire is 26 now, so she's not exactly out of nowhere. She was a big time amateur. Where do you see her? What's her future the next two or three years? Can she become Man, a top Nicole. ten golfer? I mean, she could. I mean, have you seen her collegiate record? It's I mean, pretty that's, good. You know, between anyway, I. You want to talk about underreported stories? Yep. Um, you know, you put her. If you took, regardless of gender, college golf resumes. Yeah. That's a top ten resume ever. Yeah. 
like I mean, with, that's up there with the Jacks and the Tigers and the Phils and the Crenshaws and people like that. John Rom. Um, um, I she she had a better record than Rom. Wow, because I think yeah. he's all American every year. Um, but she was a twice National Player of the Year. That's that's good, right? Okay. I mean, yeah, she won the Anik Award twice. Um, yeah, and I believe she was three time. Uh, all American. I mean, she's, I mean, it's literally, yeah. I mean, it's tiger like what she did. Yes. Um, but you know, I mean, (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. This is, this is the biggest leap in the sport. Yep. Is going from college to, to the professional ranks here. And right. You know, there's, you know, unlike in, let's say professional football or professional basketball, Right. You know, it's not a question of fit. It's not a question of, you know, if you're a five eleven quarterback, um, you know, in in college, you may not necessarily translate to the prof- professional ranks. But you know, in golf, that that barrier isn't there. It doesn't matter how how big you are or whatever. If you put up the numbers, you mm-hmm. put up the numbers, right? Right. But you know, there are so many, so many all Americans that for one reason or another, never, you know, never translated on tour. Yep. But yeah, I'm curious to see where she uh, goes, but I'm going to bring up somebody else who I was going to bring up. For but, I mean, but look, I, to answer your question um, specifically, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, if I were a betting man, I, you know, especially after watching in the last three months, mm-hmm. you'd have to bet in, in her favor. I mean, I just, yeah. I would, I would, I just wouldn't bet the house because it's a difficult thing that she's trying to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just, it, I think it's a big story. I hope she plays a lot on the on the LPGA this year. But I want to get to because you, you, you. I don't know if it's a controversial take, but there was there was one golfer you were disappointed in on Monday. You know what I'm talking about? Should we bring it up? <laughs> Bring I, it up. We can always bring it up. Yeah. Danielle Kang. What the hell I, happened? You're right. I was very, I was very disappointed in her. What happened? You know, she's, she sort of has the temperament that would be perfect in this format. Yeah. I think we all thought she'd get a, a bucket she of points. She give up. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, between what holes, maybe six, and 12. Yeah. I mean, she gave up. Right. She just flat out gave up. I think she thought, well, this competition's over. I'm the anchor match. It's not going to matter. Right. And, and then the whole rest of the board was breaking their way. Right. And, and then, she, then she cared again and figured out a way to, <laughs> to stretch it to 18. I actually, I turned it off. Um, we were watching, and I, I realized I, I couldn't subject Kristen anymore to women's golf. <laughs> right. So we we turned the we turned the channel, and then I checked later that night, and I said, "So wait, oh my gosh, Kang took it to 18? <laughs> like, how in the world did she get it to eighteen? Um, yeah, that was pretty amazing. Know, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. I was I was disappointed. That's, you know that's a top five player in the world over the past two years. There were times where she played like the number one player in the world. Yep. And she, she, she came out like 
like she didn't care. Um, and it was clear that they were setting up this lineup for basically, you know, to, you know, um, putting a lot of faith in, you know, the lead off and, and in the cleanup, so to speak. Right. Look, you, you're, you're going to be my bookends. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of them I feel like delivered this week and I think the other one didn't. Yep. Um, I was disappointed. I was really disappointed. No, I, I could tell. I could tell. She let, she let her emotions get the best of her, and that was frustrating. You don't want to do that. You just don't want I, to I'm that. not going to hold it against her long term. Of course I'm not. not. Um, you know, and I get where she was coming from. I mean, probably from at the eighth hole, she probably thought, well, we're toast. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, it's hard to get motivated when, you know, your team's going to lose and you're the last match out there. But, yep. You know. Well. You got to play You got to play like it's all going to come down to you. Exactly. So. Great event. Disappointing result for the Americans, but I enjoyed it. Um, the other, I'm curious to see Anna Nordquist. It's this uh, rejuvenation of Anna Nordquist. I'm interested to see. Because she's the greatest putter I've, I, the greatest putter I saw this weekend was Anna Norquist. That was ridiculous. What's well, I mean, it's funny, uh, especially on Monday. Every time, mm-hmm. you know, particularly in the par threes, yeah. Every time, Team USA would you know would hit a shot, and it felt like they never adjusted to, um, uh, I'll say the bounciness, uh, right, of the greens. Right, feels like they never adjusted their games, and you know by Monday they're hitting shots that are landing next to the hole and everybody's all excited. And then it rolls out 50 feet. Right. And then, and then Europe gets up and then they hit it to 10 feet because they landed it short. And you're like, wow, guys, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. come on. you've had three days to figure this out. Come on, guys. It's the most um, American. It's the most American. Every thing time ever. you turned around, Europe was doing it. And you'd say, Oh, they're within five feet. Oh, you just knew throughout Monday, even if even if things were breaking their way, it just every big shot was going for Europe. This is why way. they constantly underachieve the Americans. It's because they don't prepare and learn about the course. So this is the big discussion, isn't it? Okay, yeah. Right. Let's go macro. This is the big discussion, right? Right. Why um you know, why is this happening? Um what theories do you have? What do you think? What do you think this is? What do you think this is about? There's two. I uh, two theories. I think okay. the first one is the better one. I think Europe consistently preps better. Um, even 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 the Presidents Cup that Ernie Ernie almost stole the Presidents Cup because he just coached the crap out of his team, and it just they just ran out of gas at the end because they had four guys that just couldn't play that weekend. And uh, you couldn't play Sanjay every freaking match, but it was like, um, but I just feel like the preparation and the the coaching. Someone should be telling him, "Hey, land it in front of the hole, please." You know, because you're right. How many shots did I see go go through the green? And they're the better players. They hit longer. They're more accurate on the hole. The Americans, but like they just weren't playing smart golf. And then I just think I just think Europeans, just the mentality is better for a team game. Although I didn't see like a lot anything with the women's team that I would have seen 
like with some of the Ryder Cup teams with the men. I thought generally they had a pretty good feel. I thought Lex, I thought Lexi was actually another good. Um, I like, you know, I know uh, Cup Cho was great, but I'm actually, I liked uh, Lexi's attitude. She was really great. Um, I mean, she had mentioned, I mean, that was the big story mm-hmm. over the summer, right? It was yeah. her changing her attitude. And by the yeah. way, I, I did notice that she had a new putter in the bag and yeah. uh, she putted great. She did. She did. Um, but uh, yeah, those are my, my two things. But I, I think just, I don't know what it is. I think when you're the heavy favorite, when you know the Americans tend to be cocky and they think they can just show up, and the Europeans scrap and fight. And now, what the other thing is you're seeing is in these team competitions, Americans aren't going off the good starts. That's happening a lot. You know. So there was a a tweet, and I can't remember exactly who it was. I in my head it was Brandel, but remembering the substance of the tweet. There's no way it could have been Brandel um, because it was essentially, hey, you know, um, the, you know, the Americans have lost what four of the last six mm-hmm. Ryder Cups, and mm-hmm. now the last two Solheim Cups. What's going on? What What do you think is going on? I realize yeah. that Brandel wouldn't ask everybody what they think; he would just tell everybody what's right. going on. Yeah, he would. Um, and it would be wrong. Yeah, so I, th- I, I, I want to say it was a writer, but, you know, and then I read the, the replies, and, you know, there were a hundred replies. Right. And I think every one of them was different. Yeah. And all of them were unsatisfying. Yeah, I'm sure they were. <laughs> because I, you know, they're, you know, and some of them probably had more validity than others, but I, 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 I don't really believe in any of them. Um, I will say the best explanation that I've heard actually is probably the one you just gave about preparation. Um, mm-hmm. and, and as far as I can tell, you seem to be the only one who's making that argument. Um, I haven't seen it much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there, there might be others, but I, this is meant to give you credit. I think this is a, Thank I you. think you're onto something there. Um, I will say that, um, I'm less, how do I say this? I'm less concerned that this is something that's endemic to the Americans. I kind of believe it's a little bit more of just, this is the current phase we're in. Um, I, I do believe, I do believe that um, when you've won a number of competitions, you come in with a lot of confidence. And I think that's a big boost. I right. think playing with confidence like the Euro- mm-hmm. Euros have done is a big boost. Yeah. Uh, but in general, I don't think it's necessarily something that the Europeans do differently than the Americans. And part of the reason why I say this is because I, I think maybe 20 years ago that excuse me, 20, 25 years ago, that would have been a thing when the Euros were playing all together all the time. That right. happens a lot less now. Yeah, it does. Because um, a lot of the top Euros are here Yep. now. And so the camaraderie aspect, I think, is mitigated somewhat. So I'm not necessarily sure that that's, that's really it. I, 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 I kind of just want to believe that this is just a bit of a regression to the mean. Um, yeah, well, let me give. And, can I give you my my math take on it to 
piggyback on the rest of the main. Sure, and then I want to go. Sure, and and then I want to make a comment about format. Okay, I think the biggest factor in making competitive for a European team to be competitive is to be one through twelve. I think that is actually more important than having like the top three or four players. Because let's take the President's Cup. They literally completely outplayed America for two days, right? And they just couldn't. It was like one and a half days. It was a disaster. But if you've got three guys that just utterly can't get a point, you're, you can run them down if you're a good team, right? I actually, I think the thing is, if you if you sit there and you take a Ryder Cup team and you're like, oh, Poulter's a 12th guy or Reed's a 12th woman, I think it's a lot closer than people think. And you can throw out the, well, JT is four and blah, 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 or whatever. I think it's a lot closer because I don't think there's as big a difference between those golfers as people think. You know, if you have a Jean Vandevelve in there, that's like a free point, and then a guy they basically can't use, right? But they don't, ha- they don't, don't have that in European teams right now. They, 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 they're sending twelve good players, so that's my thing. Is I actually think it's, I don't think there's teams that are as far apart as people think. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't, get- I don't, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, and I think a big factor here is what the Europeans do in the foursomes. Yep. Because, you know, look, we, we, I don't care. We, this is one of those <laughs> two weeks I can say we, right. um, do very well in the four balls. Okay. Right. And I think there is a very clear strategy that you can follow in the four balls. Right. Um, so the long and short of it, um, listener is um, if if you're looking for players to, to pick in the four balls, I would go for the players that have the highest birdie average or the highest birdie percentage, birdie or better percentage. Right. Uh, and pair them up. Okay. Yep. So you want two guys that are going to go out and just fire pins all day long. Right. Um, you don't necessarily need two guys who are going to scramble all day. Uh, yeah. However, on the, you know, on the alternate shot and the foursomes, you do kind of need that. You right. need you need you need some guys that have a little bit of grit to them, right? Um, and the team aspect sort of comes into play a little bit more there. And yeah. in general, the Europeans have had players that are more creative. Yeah. And to Good be frankly, point. they they have they have a little bit more attention and care around the greens yep. than uh, a lot of the Americans do. And yep. you know, so it's and 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 I. I believe don't I don't I wouldn't necessarily quote me on this, but I believe that the American captain gets to choose the format in terms of when which style of play right is played when yeah okay. I don't, sure um, um yeah both uh, both on fr- uh, both Friday and Saturday mm-hmm. they have to have one session of four ball and one session of four sides, right. but I believe it's up to the captain to choose when interesting um, Stricker has chosen. The mornings to be the foursome alternate shot, and the afternoons right. to be the four ball. And to be frank with you, I would have switched it. Yeah, um, but I could see I could see reasoning the other way, um, because if you think back to 2012, mm-hmm. uh, part of the reason why the United States lost uh, at Medina was um, mm-hmm. Europe 
got momentum going into Sunday on Saturday afternoon. Right. And I, and, and remember Stricker was the anchor match on Sunday, right? Yeah. So he probably has that experience in the back of his head. So I, I, mm-hmm. I think I could probably see some logic there, but personally I want, you know, I, I don't want to be down three, one after the first Friday session. They can't, because then it Bryson. feels like, it, then it feels like, here we go again. Yep. Right. You can't, and they're going to play like the world is. I and 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 I and I feel like you're going to say you can't play Bryson in the alternate shot, right? I agree. Yep. Yep. I agree. Because that I agree. That you Mazel you Mazel can seed the match. I would play point. him on both of the four balls. I could see that. I could see but that. Not, uh, not. I I agree with you. I would be very hesitant to play him in an alternate shot, unless the only reason I would I would change that is if there's a player that I want to get into the alternate shot that says, I want Bryson. That would be the only way I would change that. Right. And that would be nobody. So he's not going to. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of somebody who would. And I, I mean, no. Kinley would have been a great, <laughs> would have been a great partner for I, him. Actually, I, in a lot of I ways. said that, I said that I said last week, that was the best guy to partner with him on, on the thing. But being Bryson, being an a-hole, he decided, well, I'm going to be a complete jerk to this guy. Maybe is it going to be Finau? Is Finau the new web? Oh, could they not do that to Tony? Could they not we did it do it to web for years? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, um, I just, yeah. he's such a good guy. He shouldn't be punished for being a good guy. It's like, you get along with everyone. Here's the biggest jerk on tour. I mean, can I you just, see them losing that uh, match and then Bryson blaming Fina? Of course he would. And then Fina was such a great guy. He would handle it and go, well, yeah, I should have played better. Oh, just don't do that. I, I swear to God. Um, well, well, I guess we've already transitioned into Ryder Cup. That's our big uh, that Yeah, was big I guess transition. here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Here, we, here we are. So they, they, the it took, U.S. team. It took me how many weeks to get around to the thing I always want to talk about? Exactly. So you got you had the captain's picks. So the automatic picks were Morikawa, DJ, Bryson, Kepka, who I guess is healthy. Um, we'll have to see. Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantley. Uh the uh captain's picks. Uh I, I actually think this this is probably well, I the last one I'm pretty strong with. We said Fiender, uh, Xander, Jordan, and English Burger. Those are the no-brainers. The last spot was the one. And obviously, Scheffler was the guy we all had an eye on. And he he got the spot. Actually, in my mind, we talked about Burns. I was leaning you know, into Burns at the end, <laughs> by the way. What about, what yeah. about Kevin Na? So, it's fair. There was a lot of heat, particularly in the last week, for Kevin Na. Um, yeah. I know he hasn't hit it far, but geez. I mean, he doesn't. Um, it sort of fit the same profile as Kisner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I And you remember I pushed Kisner. You did. Earlier in the year. Um, you did. And, you, and you know me, I'm a Kevin Nod guy. I've always been a Nod guy. Um, yeah. And in terms of, in terms of uh, chemistry on the team, he'd be fantastic. Everybody yeah, that's Kevin. On that team, yeah, right. That's the yeah that tiebreaker. You Kevin has win. no enemies on that team, right? Um, He's a fantastic I mean, human. Yeah, um, 
so the I I was starting to 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 come around on the Burns thing when I did see some advanced statistical analyses that suggested that not only does length have an advantage, it is a very significant advantage. Right. At whistling straights. And yeah. I mean, I guess I'd rather go down with the, you know, leaning on where the numbers sort of had me going rather than, let's say, a yeah. gut feeling as to potentially who was playing well at the end. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, he's a good pick. Scheffler's a really good pick. I'm, I'm just throwing out, nah. I mean, if the stats say get a guy that can blast it, then yeah, you don't take nah, I take Scheffler. I mean, Scheffler's really good too. I mean, it's... uh, uh you know, and then you have if Kepka can't play or DJ gets hurt, you've got you've got uh Nah in the bullpen and Burns in the bullpen, and I think Reed played himself out of the bullpen by being a jackass when he didn't get picked. So that's the new story, isn't it? I swear to God, can I can can we just have golf without Bryson and um Patrick and Bubba was never this bad. But get whoever Bubba talked to, and I'm pretty sure he did therapy and stuff. Could you get them to talk to to those two? Because Bubba now is an awesome dude. I used to not like him. The guy was the Solheim Cup mascot. The guy yeah. was amazing. Right. So those, it's just so predictable. And they are so little consciousness of how they affect other people. How does that make Scheffler feel? Reed acting like a little... Just a baby, just soft as a freaking tissue paper soft. You know, oh, I didn't get picked for the Ryder Cup. Jeez. <laughs> but, uh, and then I told you this. I tw- I didn't tweet this. I uh, texted you. I said, he's not Captain America. He's Captain Patrick Reed. That's all he cares about. He's going to be cheering against the Americans. He doesn't <laughs> care. It's just, uh, it's just little sociopath getting his, this is the, pushes brand and he doesn't care you know you know he'll love well, it if Scheffler loses matches he'll love it that's what he's all about he's all about himself he and Bryson Ugh. so you mentioned Kepka yeah and you know obviously the story with Kepka is we have to make sure he's healthy yep because he withdrew from Eastlake um with a wrist that- injury that dude was in pain. Yeah. I don't know if he saw the final swings. Like that He's had was, a painful year. Yeah, that dude was hurting. Like, I can't believe he lasts as long as he did. So the question is if Kepka's if Kepka has to withdraw, right? Right. Who comes in? And I saw at least one prominent golf writer okay i i'm Mm -hmm. not going to claim the entire narrative was like this but at least one prominent golf writer Mm -hmm. say that if you parse what well actually it's the opposite that stricker basically um signals his signaled his intention that if kepka can't play he's going to go with reed (sighs) i actually I, i i i want just a minute because I want to kind of go off on this take because I believe it could not be more wrong. If I agree with you. you. 
if you listen to what Stricker said, okay, mm-hmm. a lot of people are getting caught up on Stricker saying, man, I lost sleep over that pick. Right. I kind of get what Stricker's saying here. Okay, because, mm-hmm. you know, you got, quote unquote, Captain America, who's been one of the few consistently great performers in the Ryder Cup for the last three competitions that we've had mm-hmm. um, consistently. Right now, mm-hmm. that's not including the 85 he put up, basically, with Tiger um, yep. in Paris. Okay. Yep. Um, but, okay, he he has... He has done well in the Ryder Cup. And remember, we have six rookies. Half the team is rookies. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you you would kind of like that experience there. Okay. Um, but if you parse what Stricker's saying, if you really listen to what he has to say, he says, yeah, you know, that kept me up. But he did say, look, he's been sick. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played enough lately. And I just couldn't do it. Yep. Right? He's sick and he hasn't played enough lately. So, okay, with those comments then, like just theoretically, move that forward a couple days. Kepka mm-hmm. has now decided he can't play. Stricker then, you're telling me Stricker then chooses a guy who two days ago he said, that guy is too sick and hasn't played enough for me to even consider playing him. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to voluntarily choose that guy? Right. As the as the substitute for a guy that's now injured, he's going to basically pick a sick guy for an injured guy? No way. Yep. To yeah. me, Stricker's, mm-hmm. Stricker's comments were more about, look, I get his record, but this guy is not on the team. And I think that, that Reed being sick and not playing much was actually the excuse Stricker needed to keep him off the team. And we now have this now additional information with – Reed melting down mm-hmm. the way he did after the pick. And in fact, by the way, um, Chuck, uh, all those tweets that he liked mm-hmm. uh, on uh, Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. criticizing Stricker for not picking him, mm-hmm. uh, he has now unliked all of them. So they no longer. <laughs> just saying that. Um, He's and so. He blocked all the writers that said anything bad about him uh, in the last several days it's unclear whether real golf facts twitter um the twitter account real Mm -hmm. golf facts uh Mm -hmm. has also done the same because it's pretty clear that that is a read burner account by the way oh Um, yeah there's no doubt yeah on that he's a he's a for some reason it's just a fan who really cares an awful lot about about which waves patrick Mm -hmm. reed goes out in and only patrick reed Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, 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 he's he's not doing a great job at at disguising that one. He is a really unpleasant, weird person. So no, he really, I don't think, he I don't is think not he would be a possibility. I mean, I I think the possibility. Oh no, it'd be, be Burns or not. I think Burns or not potentially, potentially Webb, but I think Burns or not. Yeah, I think those would be the ones yeah. that would probably come down to. Um, you know, yeah, I wouldn't uh, freak. And, and I wouldn't freak that out point, over a web I, pick. I, I wouldn't. I I don't know which one uh, I would take at that point. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. okay if you want to pick not at that point. Um, you know, um, Burns is fine I too. Know. I'd be fine with either. Just no read. I the other thing too with the read thing. I think if if you let him throw that tantrum in the name of the team, 
Wow. And then you got him and Bryson. I, I, that's the chemistry I don't like. I, I think you can handle Bryson on his own and isolate him. Even though he's 0-3 in Ryder Cups. That's his record, by the way, everyone, just so everyone knows. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I still I, – I really like the American team. Actually, uh, this this is about as good a rookie class. I mean, y- you're talking rookies, but it's Morikawa, Cantlay, uh, English, Burger, and Shoffley, which I just <laughs> blew my mind. Yeah. I could yeah. – I was just trying to wrap my head around that. And um, I mean, are you concerned about any of those rookies? I mean, I'm not. You know what? I'm not. I maybe uh, Scheffler a tiny bit because he hasn't played super great this summer. Actually, actually, I have a list of seven guys I really like in this, and I four of them are the rook. Four of them are rookies. I I think Xander English Berger and Cantley are going to be great. And I've got, you know, I've actually got, you know, Spieth and JT, which I think are no brainers. And uh, I actually think Finau is going to have a good one. I, I, I have a good feeling about Finau. This he's is one of the only ones that showed up in Paris. Right. And I just think he's, this is where that great attitude really pays off because he really cares. I mean, he, he, you know, the guy played a ton of basketball. He knows how to handle teammates. Well, you know, statistically, this is, this is statistically the, greatest Ryder Cup team of all time. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's the only it's the first Ryder Cup team ever in which the average ranking is mm-hmm. inside of the top 10. Yeah. I believe the total I believe the average ranking is 8. Yeah. Which is insane. Okay. Right. I mean, especially first of all, you've got 12 guys. Right. right? So there isn't a whole lot of room up, right. in the, up in the top 15, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, you're basically taking 12, you know, 12 of the greatest players in the world. Yep. Um, and putting them all on the same side. And look, if they lose, I mean, look, they can lose. Right? Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, it's definitely not. I think the two most likely outcomes are a close European win and an American runaway. Yeah, I can but, see that. Um, yeah. You know, but it can happen. But this is a very, very, very good team. My my biggest questions are the health health of DJ and Brooks. That's a big question. Yep. I think those are big. I would also put in the give a crap meter on both of them. Yeah, that's the other thing. Although to be it, fair, Kepka really loved um, playing uh, on the team in 2016. Yeah. Um, 2018. I want to give him a bit of a pass because. You know, I I feel like this story is not talked about nearly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think um, uh, injuring that fan was a big yeah. deal to him. Yeah. Um, people say that they they've never seen him shaken, and he he was so shaken that it was that he was close to saying, "I can't play." Yeah, he actually. Yeah, it showed his you know side. He actually showed empathy. That was uh, which he has, obviously. I mean, I can I, ma- I, from what I understand. I mean, she, I mean that she lost her, she lost an eye. Yeah, that's. Just- <laughs> I can imagine, like, if you just hit it, you know. I mean, because the and I think part of that is on, awful. I think part of that is on the organizers because this was yeah. a, a par four that was encouraging everybody to go for it. 
Right. And they lined up everybody in the landing zones. And you're like, no, it was, it was, this is going to happen. They blew it. And and it's, 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 it's terrible for the woman. It's terrible for books because I'm sure you didn't mean to do it. And can I just say one more time? This proves why Bryson never yelling for (laughs) makes him just a piece of crap, like an utter piece of crap. The Stinger Podcast at gmail.com. I'm here. Bryson is a piece of crap. He's a piece of crap. <laughs> he is. Not Hostess Cupcakes are delicious. I love those things. That's our sponsor. But Bryson, he's the anti Hostess Cupcake. He's terrible. I mean, I feel good when our biggest concerns on the American team are whether or not like Brooks and DJ are 100% healthy. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, uh, they're clear favorites. This is a good team. Yeah, they, they should be clear favorites, and they are. The only thing with Europe again is I think they're pretty deep to eleven, and they've obviously got guys that can, can compete. And Two you of know, the best that, players are playing well right now. Yep. Rom and uh, Rory. Rory found himself. That's always a dangerous thing. What about Hovland? So he's. Pretty good. He's playing. He's pretty been well. playing well. Um, not on the level that Rom and Re and Rory have, but right. he's been playing well. The funny thing about Hovland is that if you could write up uh, a <laughs> prescription for somebody that's going to play well at Whistling Straits, it's Hovland. Yeah, and also a guy that would be great in in playing in pairings would be Hovland. He he. I I would play Hovland five times. Yeah, I would too. Good lord, yeah. I think it's possible he does. I mean, I think on the European side, I think you get Ron play five times. Royal play five because he wants yep. to. Yep. And um, I think Hovland would play five. Although I can also see Hovland getting tired. Yeah, but I, I agree with you. I think it's not the best team right now. I, I think you got to play those three. I mean, I might unless- be willing to give Hovland a, um, let's say, Saturday morning off. Okay. We'll see. We'll see how it happens. But okay, here are the automatics. So obviously, those are the that's the big three of the team. Right. Um, they do have the best golfer in the world. That's the one thing the Americans do not have. Um, really? You think? Yeah. Yeah. John Rahm is the best golfer in the world right now. Okay. Well, who who is it? I mean, Cantlay did just win the last two events. No. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I mean, but I know, but that was with a staggered score. Rom was Rom was. But well, he did also win the the northern. I mean, he also did win I know. right before it, right? And if you're talking the last three, wasn't, wasn't yeah, Ron but wasn't the last there. three, last three or four months. I mean, come on. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. No, I mean he's Cantley's been amazing in two weeks. So you've got it wasn't just two weeks for Cantley though. I mean, he I has been playing very well for a long time. I know. I just think Rom is better than him right now. It, 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 I think Cantley's amazing. He's just not playing as well as Ron. No big deal. Nobody cares what I, I don't think. I think it's as clear cut as a lot of people are saying. I'll just okay. say that. Who are these lot of people? Who are they? Let me Man, I, I wish I didn't know them. Yeah. You you get too much into the, the golf Twitter know, media. You gotta stay away. I know. You got you gotta you gotta realize that people are morons and just you know, listen to just if you get the itch, just listen to one of our old podcasts. We're brilliant. That is the best thing we've said all day. That's all I'm right saying. There. 
you're not going to get some take that's going to make you mad and you lose all your faith in humanity. You don't want that. You just limit yourself. I'm telling you, that's my advice to everybody. I I have two teenagers with no social media accounts and I didn't force it. They just, they learned from the old man. (laughs) Stay the hell away from that stuff. Okay. Kate. Okay. This is an interesting team. It, it, on paper, this sounds like a blowout, but Paul Casey, um, Tyrell Hatton, that's going to be interesting. is not really done much. Fitzpatrick, who is an enigma. Tommy Fleetwood, also an enigma. Lee Westwood, who who knows? He was, he was one of the best players in the world three months ago. And Shane Lowry, who's decided to start playing well. And then you've got three captain's picks. I think Sergio and Poulter are on. Because they're actually playing okay? I I, I don't. You don't? Who are you going to well, put I, on? I think Sergio is – I think Sergio ultimately qualifies on points. Okay. Um, well, then Lowry the nine think spots. On. Yeah. I think I, – I, the way that I saw – and <laughs> these were in my notes. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I, the, I, I believe Lowry is going to qualify – yeah, I believe Westy's going to qualify. Right. Um, I think Sergio's going to qualify. I think they all qualify on points. Well, Sergio does not qualify on points yet. You're right, not yet. But I think, I mean, I, well, if they, if if it ended today, I believe it, they do. No, I believe he does. Really? Okay. Well, whatever. Um, um, I mean, I I, I think that um, yeah. So if it ended today, I believe it's Fitzpatrick. Westy, Lowry, and Sergio would qualify. If oh, so Fleetwood's out. Okay. So that'll no, be Fleetwood's already in. Fleetwood, oh, Fleetwood has already... already qualified. Oh, wow. Um, he's already been named to the team. So Good for, good um, for you. I believe me. those are the, the last four, I think. Um, okay, again, so you know, we still have Wentworth to go. Yeah, well, okay. Here's some possibilities, right? Justin Rose, not playing well. Victor Perez, not playing well. Robert McIntyre just missed two cuts on the Corn Ferry Tour. Alex Noren, yeah, he's playing better. Um, it's 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 his team is not as deep as it was last time. Yeah, you know. the last few spots get a little tougher. Yeah, um, I think Beesberger's on the team. Oh, okay, um, I see that. I would I would I would go Beesberger. Um mm-hmm. I would go McIntyre. Interesting. Um in in part because I you know, I, I, I think he got a bit of a history there this mm. year. Um played well at the match play, plus mm-hmm. whistling straights looks an awful lot like Scotland. Um, Interesting. I think he would be really good there and he's long, he's very long. Yeah. Um and I actually have the last spot coming down to Perez or um, Migliozzi. Really? And, yeah, that's a yeah. good one because he's played well. Migliozzi's See, played and, well, and that's and that's where and that's where I would ultimately lean because mm. you're right; yeah. he has been playing well. And between those two, I even though my Perez is a lobo, <laughs> um, right? I, yeah, I mean, I think Migliazzi would have to be the pick there. I looked at Perez's um, record the last three months. He hasn't done much. And I think he's really a player, but... Um, personally, yeah, I, I don't think you can put Poulter on this team, personally. Okay. Well, you put... I, I, 
I think he would be a disaster. But you get you 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 gave me good suggestions, so I buy it. I I mean those if that was the team, I'd be fine with it. So I think Poulter would be an awful fit on this course. Yes, I could see that. Okay, yeah, I, I buy your picks. I'm not gonna fight that. I mean, now they may go in a different direction. Yeah, I just think th- Yeah, I God, I it's just you look at this team and you're just going, how the hell are they going to win? But then you just get scared. Then the tournament gets closer and you get worried. And ugh. I mean, you know, it it just takes a couple guys in the American squad that get in their own head. Yep. Um, or somebody start playing badly at the wrong time. And, you know, it can it can turn quick. Yep. Um, and it's three full days of competition. I mean, I, you know, one team can dominate the first two days and only have a two point lead going into Sunday. Right. Which is bigger than it sounds, but also smaller than it seems, if that makes any sense. Um, sure. It's not actually that big of a, a difference. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I've always sort of felt that the key is, you can't have less than a point and a half on any given on any given session, right? Right. You know, if you if you if you get no less than a point and a half, you've got a chance going into the sun, Sunday singles. Right. Yes. You you got to think though that if the Americans get even just hold serve in the in the foursomes, that they've they've got this thing. You know, I think I think Europe's got to win this thing early. I, I if, if it comes down the singles, I, I don't. I think if the U.S. is leading going into Sunday, I think that's the worst case scenario for the Euros. Oh, they're done. They're done. I think it would be. Yeah, I think that would be a problem. Because yeah. I think that I think they could probably cobble. They could figure out cobble together some teams that could work. But yeah, the singles is not where they're going to get their points. Well, let me let me ask you this. For, it's this thoughts formulating as we're talking. Okay. Is there an American player that, let's say, let's say the draw was, you know, any one of the 12 guys against John Rahm specifically, right? Mm-hmm. Is there an American player that you see going up against Rahm and you think he has no shot? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you. I'm gonna say Bryson is one. It doesn't surprise me, actually. Yeah, you know exactly, exactly. It doesn't surprise me at all. I would say, and this is nothing against them. I actually would only say two. I'd say Scheffler and uh, Bryson, but the, I think the other ten could beat them. Now, I think See, I would actually. I, I would say none of them. I don't. No. I, I'm uncomfortable with all of them going up against Rob. Yeah, but I almost that's like that that singles point with Rom. I mean, that's just that's that's just extra. Like if you get a half or something, like you're ecstatic. I mean, well, well that and that's the advantage the Americans have, right? Yeah, because it, we don't we don't need that point. Europe needs that point. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise, I mean, I you know, even look. I mean, we talked about Migliozzi and. And McIntyre and Beesberger there. Mm-hmm. But then you also got Westy, who, you know, has had a good year. Don't get me wrong, but 
his, you know, he has had some nervy moments in the Ryder Cup. Yeah, um, he's not the best Ryder Cup know, player. I, I mean, I, I, you, you have to sort of think that Sergio always gets a bit of a boost. Um, yeah, the Ryder Cup that he plays a, li- he always plays a little over his head. He always um, does. The last Ryder Cup, I was railing against him being on the team, and he was great. So you're going to get a Rom Sergio team. And you'll probably get him at least twice and maybe mm-hmm. three times um, in the first two days, right? I think that could be a tough to team. I think that could be. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, for some reason, the Spanish thing matters. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it, and it goes yeah. back to Seve and, and Olathebel, right? Um, for some reason, that's that that the greatest matters. match play team of all time. Well, see, it's, it's, see, we say that, but. Then, like some of the other Spanish teams have also been like kind of that good, um, but yeah. I think statistically, yes, that is actually accurate. I, I, yeah. I, 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 there's a sneaky one that mm-hmm. I think statistically is right up there. I think it's Rose and Stenson. Yeah, I that's a that was a, oh my god, yeah. yeah, that pairing was murder and, for and, years. And in and in one and in one competition if if you just isolated it to one competition there's obviously the best ever obviously was molinari and fleetwood yeah that was ridiculous <laughs> that that was more of the landslide solheim cup people if you want to see a landslide that was that was tough that was a tough one are, well, they, are there any players that you want to go for all five for the americans yeah. You know what's surprising? The the guy I want to go all five is JT. <laughs> I only had two that I could potentially go all five, and one was JT. Yeah. Was the other Xander yeah. or Spieth? Spieth. Yeah. That's, that would be my second. Yeah. I would think. So. I, I, although I think they're in a position where I don't think they need several guys to go all five. I think Europe needs several players to go. Five. Well, I'm going to say this: you have to start JT Spieth in the first morning, and you play him till they lose, or if you know, you you got to keep playing them. You need one pair like that. You need, if the pair is the Europeans yeah. are really good at that. If they get hot, they find their fleet with Molinari. They keep playing them. The advantage to Spieth and and JT, um, well, there's a number of advantages. I mean, I, beyond the fact that. They're, they've been tight for years, right? Mm-hmm. Is is they can work in both the four sums and the four ball because yeah. they're both top fifteen in birdie average yep. on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're also really good in a four ball setting. Um, yeah, he thinks way more birdies now than you mm-hmm. remember. You know, <laughs> like he actually makes a ton ton of birdies. Oh. Um, I, I've I've done a 180 on him. I mean, he, he's tremendous. I mean, I mean that if was, he could that, put the ball in the fairway consistently, he'd be the number one player in the world right now. Yeah, no, he's tremendous. Um, uh, well, there you go. Well, that was uh that was a jam packed episode. Although I do have to play this for everyone because I, I got a lot of the Stinger podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, email me if you love them hostess cupcakes. Maybe I'll even send you a box. I might not, but hey, give it a shot. I might not. <laughs> Here it is. Here's the competition. Email the stinger podcast at gmail.com. And if you don't annoy me, I might send you cupcakes. Now that's going to be hard for people reading some of these emails. 
And again, this is not a guarantee. Uh, did, did I say in any, you're a lawyer. I Did I say I was definitely going to send him cupcakes? No, I didn't. You, you did not. You, you did not. This I said not I might. Firm, yeah. This I is might not. not. Firm offer. Yeah. You might e- you might email and you don't get cupcakes. You might not even hear from me. I don't know. <laughs> We're um, lacking offer and, and acceptance here. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's like that thing they read at the end of commercials usually fast, but I'm doing it really slowly just so it's clear. You know. Yeah. But but a lot of people were talking about you know we had a great podcast last time. I think everyone agreed with that. But this is all people wanted to talk about. Uh, let me play this clip. It's all people wanted to talk about from the last podcast. This was like sixty percent of the emails. Because who's the MVP this week? You know what? You're gonna love this. You know I I like this week. Um, I I like um I think Lexi has a big week. <sighs> Charlie. Would you just not make that noise? Yep. What the? Who's the MVP this week? Whoa, stop. I can't hear that again. What, Mark, what was, what's going on with that? I feel like this is being blown out of, blown out of context. It's just like you and the golf, you're like, people have been tweeting in the golf media and it's, my friend Dan said it's the old Charlie, I think, is the is the one in the breathy voice. I, I think that that's the kicker. I, I, that, that was that was where it was meant. I mean, it was meant to like more of like like a sigh, like oh, Charlie. Yeah. Um, I I understand that it probably came off a little bit more breathy slash yeah Kathleen Turner ish. Um, right. <laughs> right, like yeah. then maybe yeah. it was intended. Um, but I understand that I'm there's a part of me that wants to lean into this and say, Yes, no, that was really just me getting all hot and bothered, and I couldn't, I couldn't right. stand it. Yeah, well, um, yeah, we have uh, we'll go two, with that. That's two, really what happened, yeah. right? Well, we'll buy it. Um, we have a couple new listeners or friends of my mom. We were actually at the Sunday at the Solheim Cup, and my mom told them about the the noise thing. I said, "You got to warn about this noise." But they said that in person, Lexi is gorgeous. So, which I've never disagreed. I've never disagreed with that. She's beautiful. It's just the noise and the old Charlie. Well, I remember. Yeah, I remember going to the Presidents Cup in 2013, Mm -hmm. and. I remember seeing someone and thinking, oh, my God, who is that? That that woman is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was Lindsey Vaughn. Oh, and, wow. Because this was back when she was with Tessa, right? right? And, and it was funny because beforehand, I, I, for some reason, I just never really got the thing. And then I, I thought, you know what? I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Like, in person. Totally yeah. gorgeous. Yep. Um, so I'm glad to see that. I mean, first of all, well, we're bearing the lead. Thank you to the new listeners. Um, yeah. Absolutely. That uh, We love you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you for being a part of this. Um, of and you're already in the first podcast. See how that works? I, I, it we, takes so many listeners to get into this podcast. Yeah. It takes some years. Um, it really does. Right. Um 
but there you go. But that's no. And then you know, next week we're we're gonna we don't have time now. But I'm gonna play. Uh, my my nieces did the ads. I've cut them into clips. We've run out of time. But um, if <laughs> you know, considering the next podcast is gonna is gonna be writer cut preview part. Duh. <laughs> I get, yeah, I got I gotta uh since I forgot my notes, I gotta give you the teams that I've picked. Oh boy. I picked teams for every session. Oh my god. Well, get ready everybody, because I'm gonna say about three words next podcast. Oh it's yeah. Gonna, it's gonna be great. Uh but, we have no um, your nieces, by the way, are better pitchmen than Tony Rizzo. Yeah, that guy's a joke. They're uh, but they're fantastic. That guy's a joke. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. never mentioned the Solheim Cup once uh, and all this week, despite yeah, of A, being a self-professed golf expert, and B, having a major international competition like, literally in their backyard. Literally two hours away in Toledo, Ohio. Yeah. Um, he's a joke. He's a pathetic joke. And he should be in jail. But other than that, I love the guy. Really fantastic. Hey, Tony. Thanks Yay. for listening. Uh, I, I'm going to Google your bug shot again. That was, it's always fun to look at. You're a good looking man in that mug shot. It's, it's the mustache. It's just <laughs> like, what a scumbag. Oh, my God. Oh. How do you live with yourself? All right. So, for the Stinger Podcast, I'm Chuck Stevenson. And I'm Mark Buste. I'll, I'll see, see you. you. Bye. Let's go!